So this is a special bonus episode of Destiny Pizzas, a.k.a. Destiny Pizza Party. And that's where we do a movie commentary, me being Drew Patel. I'm Mike Steska. And Brian Lee. So pretty much, we tell you when to press play. You press play on the movie, which I guess we should talk about now. Captain America, the first Avenger. So you press play the same time I tell you to, which is when we're pressing play and we're watching it. We'll say stuff. You can listen to us talk about the movie while you're watching it. And maybe you're eating pizza or ice cream or popcorn. Both. Oh, ice all, cream pizza. All of them together. At yeah. the same time. The convenient thing is if you're annoyed by us, you can just turn it off. But it's our job to make you laugh and inform you of some fun facts that you probably didn't know. So... I'm ready. You ready? Start Chris up. Evans in Captain America, the first Avenger. Starting in three, two, one. So we see the stars coming down. This is actually the last. This is the Paramount logo that's coming up. This is the last Marvel movie. Didn't uh, the Avengers have one? Yeah, but Disney bought the rights to the Avengers ah, so and after like switched it. Yeah, so but they never did on this weird. one. Yeah. So there, and we see the now old Marvel logo because after Thor: The Dark World they changed it. So the reason we're doing this commentary is because of Winter Soldier, which opens up on April fourth in the United States, and it's already open everywhere else, I guess. I do like how they started this one off in in the modern, like current times. Where like, and then they go back to it because they're they're going to like they're going now where they find him. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're telling us, oh, why is the story coming up and everything? Yeah, pretty much like a prelude to why are you telling us this when we're we're this is just coming off like Thor. This is the movie right after Thor. So it's like they're telling us why, and we're right before the Avengers. So they're giving us the beginning of the Avengers. In reality, this is all mostly green because of global warming. <laughs> exactly. It's all melted. All. Yeah. That's how they really found Captain America is it melted away <laughs> and they're like, oh, there's a ship here. We should probably uh, figure this out. So also, you should probably not listen to this if you this is your first time watching this movie. Oh, yeah. Watch it first on your own and then. And then listen to us talk about it. You might say it, things also. of what happens later. Yeah. So this is what we now know is the hydroplane. That crash, yeah. Yeah. That he, he crashes crashed. at the end. Or not the very end, but right before the end. I really like the score of this music, movie, or movie yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's got excellent music. It's just a great all-around I think this was probably one of my favorite. This is actually my favorite Phase 1 movie besides Avengers. It's just like a great period piece. Yeah, it's got the feel of an old style movie. Yeah. And you can like you can feel the contrast between like this part and then the end part to the rest of the movie that's set in the 40s. Yeah. 
But it's weird because you, you know how you know how the cube like in the towards the end of the movie the cube falls through the plane and then into the random spot in the ocean. Yeah. And they find that a lot quicker than they find <laughs> they find his body where you think they would know where he's crashing better than they would know where that cube fell in the ocean. Yeah. Like it's just strange that it took them so long to find Captain America. This is where we see the shield. Yes. So you'll notice that this movie had no opening credits, no title credits or anything. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's so weird. Why doesn't it? I I thought it was the law. You had to have them at the beginning and the end. But what's cool about this movie is this is like post-Thor pre-avengers and it set it sets us the line that connects all the movies because they're trying to find the the also or the not all tesseract a tesseract which they say is left here by odin yeah and then that's that's the tesseract's the whole power that's they're looking for in the avengers that's the whole and the cool thing is right here a little fun fact is the wall that's hiding the tesseract is the world tree which is the same concept that thor tells jane foster about in the first movie another fun fact is that car was built from scratch on a truck chassis and it's a 700 horsepower engine they mod they modeled it after the mercedes i think it's the 500k and the g3 which were both popular cars at the time and apparently the director went out and drove it, and he said it had a thirty-five mile turn or thirty-five foot turn radius, so it was no fun to drive. It was just a really heavy car and slow. I just like the consistency with like the Norse mythology. They like yeah. kept with the whole theme that oh, they came back in their nine hundreds or whenever, so that's why Odin and Thor were like in their myths because. Yeah, so he's like he's treating it as fact. So we already get to see the Hydra logo. So for comic book fans, you know what's coming up. You know who this is. And you would think that this is a Tesseract, but it's not. It was a decoy. Mr. Anderson. He's so good at being like... (laughs) Um, He said he based this accent on... Let's see if I can find it. On Werner Herzog and Klaus Maria Braundauer, who were two German filmmakers. (laughs) 
I would love to see a movie with Red Skull and Christoph Waltz from Inglorious Bastards, oh, yeah. just them talking <laughs> to each other. <laughs> that could be the whole movie. Yeah. That'd be compelling. I like that line. He just, yeah. I just like all the shots he takes at Hitler in this movie. And like a historically accurate one because we know Hitler searched for many mythological powers yeah. like the, the spear that stabs Christ and all that. Fun fact about this, the Nazis were actually, while they were anti-religion, they were okay with Norse because they believed it as a pure, white-blooded religion. But but the strangest part I thought about Red Skull was, like, as bad as Red Skull was, it seems in the movie, Hitler always seems worse because, like, (laughs) Red Skull seems he just wants to kill everybody. Yeah. And Like, Like, at least he wasn't a racist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's kind of so, it's kind of hard to like be mad at Red Skull when, like, he's like just <laughs> he's not as bad. He's just not. So um, the companies that or the company that did all these shots was called Lola, and they specialized in quote unquote digital plastic surgery. And um, each shot they shot at least four times: once with a normal scene with Evans and his fellow actors in the scene. Once with Evans alone in front of a green screen, so he could be reduced digitally, and again with everyone in the scene, but with Evans absent, so that the shrunken Steve could be reinserted into the scene, with the body double mimicking Evans' actions in case the second technique were required. That's crazy. That's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah, whatever they do, it still freaks me out. It looks weird. Yeah, it looks really <laughs> it weird. It just looks strange. It looks a little bit normaler here. I mean, some shots are better than others. Yeah. Sometimes when I go close on his face, it looks like <laughs> someone just photoshopped a face on. Were there really like jerks like that who were like, probably really? Yeah, I bet I you could so. probably during like. I feel like everyone would shame on that guy because he's not at war like everybody else. Because like I felt like everyone felt like a duty at that time to serve. Maybe this guy was like sixteen. I don't know. Like, that guy just seems like a douchebag, and everyone should be against him. I don't know. Is that Love premonition? That nah. That's coincidence. <laughs> what I wondered is, why was... Why were these two friends? They grew up together. I guess. Like a, but that's only in the movie, in the cart. Yeah. In the comics, that wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. They meet in boot camp after Steve is big. Ah. So, fun fact about this uh, Chris Evans declined this role three times. And Sebastian Stan was actually up for the role, who's Bucky. He was actually up for the role of Steve Rogers. Hmm. You guys want to know everyone who was up for the role of Steve Rogers? Yeah. Let's see if I can pull that up. Well, I think Chris Evans, I heard, he he talked to Robert Downey Jr. about being like a character, about yeah. 
when he was thinking about taking the role. Okay, so the full shortlist is Garrett, Hundlin, Channing Tatum, Scott Porter, Mike Vogel, Ryan Phillips, Sebastian Stan, Chris Evans, Wilson Bethel, John Krasinski, Michael Cassidy, Chance, Chase Crawford, and Jensen Ackles. Both Kellen Lutz and Andrew Skarsgård auditioned for the lead role, while Sam Worthington and Will Smith were in early talks. Huh. The role went to Chris Evans, who already played another Marvel superhero, Johnny Storm. Yeah, he's pretty good. Too, so we see that suit right there. That suit is actually very important. It is the red suit. And that suit was... Where was it? It was a person named the Human Torch before the Human Torch, who was an early Marvel comic. Ah. And he... It's an homage on, not only to Chris Evans playing the Human Torch, but also to the Human Torch, that Human Torch was on a team with the Captain America in the early Marvel comics. Uh, but I think it's really cool to look at the contrasting of the Human Torch and Captain America. He plays them completely different. Yeah. yeah. It's just crazy that the same guys played those two roles. So this technology that we see here is clearly early technology for the repulsor technology in Iron Man which he later perfected, because they're both orange, which you see right there. And this is Howard Stark, Tony Stark's father. But this is also a different Howard Stark than we know him in Iron Man 2, who was yeah. played by John Slattery. But I mean, I guess when you grow up, you could turn into John Slattery. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that video is still probably like at least like 20 years from now. Yeah. So, so we are kind of interrupted by a an earthquake just now so we'll try our best so we see captain america looking at the reflection and he's got pushed and this shows his determination to become a hero yeah he's like i can't he's like i can't sit around and let other people fight and he's like it's just not in him and there's stanley tucci he said he took this role because he always wants to do a German accent, and this role allowed him to do that. <laughs> what? I really like him as a character in this, though. Yeah. yeah he's pretty, funny. He's pretty funny. And this is also, even though it's called the first Avenger, it is the last solo Avenger film to be released before the Avengers. Yes. Did you know this is the fifth live-action adaptation of the superhero? The first was the serial Captain America in 1944. The second was the TV movie Captain America in 1979. And its sequel, Captain America 2, Death Too Soon in 1979. And the fourth was the theatrical film Captain America in 1990. Now he's getting both of them. Bucky's a player. Yeah, Bucky <laughs> likes to menage a trois. He's a communist. It is illegal to falsify your enlistment form. <laughs> Thank you. 
Nope, I want to kill some Japanese people. <laughs> Pacific Front? <laughs> Yeah, you kraut. No. Steve Rogers doesn't care. Wait, how did he get all his records? They like... They share between uh, all their enlistment places? I don't know. Maybe only for him. Like, this guy... <laughs> keeping looks, track record. Yeah. The skinny guy is coming everywhere. Yeah. Why don't they use uh, Steve Rogers for an anti-bullying campaign? Cause they should. It's pretty big right now. Bullying thing. Tommy Lee? Uh, not yet. So we get to see Hydra a lot right now. Ah, so, oh, okay, this is what, where it happens at the end. Where they go yeah. through that window. I didn't know if that was the same place or not. So when the scene we just saw where we saw Arnim Vola, who's a short little man, his face was on the screen, correct? You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. We see his face on the screen. That's the first time we see him. Um, that is evocative of the classic comic book Zola, whose body was a headless hulk containing his preserved consciousness with a view screen on his chest displaying an image of his face. 
in the scene where Zola is gathering his papers before Red Skull self-destructs the base, the schematic for that robot body is visible as he packs it, establishing the possibility of him reappearing in modern times. Oh, wow. Hmm. I love this scene. So here we get to see Peggy Carter. Emily Blunt was up for the role, as was Kiera Knightley. Oh, that would have been strange. Yeah. Lee Jones. Can you guys guess how much Chris Evans was paid for this movie? How much? Three million? Much less. Three hundred thousand dollars. What? Wow. Yeah, but Avengers, he must have got paid more. How's that even possible? I mean, I guess because they, they didn't really know this movie was going to be a hit. Because they didn't... I don't think there was any like Marvel guarantee movies until the Avengers. Now it's like, pretty much you can bank on it. Well, this film was originally meant to be a standalone film. But after Joss Whedon was hired to direct the Avengers, he was given a copy of the film script and made a few regrets to tie it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Well, you could see it that way. If you cut out the two end parts, it could definitely be its own movie. Yeah. To the gates of hell. I like this scene with the flag. <laughs> so to prepare for her role as Peggy Carter, Haley Atwell trains six days a week. Damn. Really? This scene reminds me a lot of Mulan. Yeah. Except for the fact that he just outsmarts everybody. And Haley Atwell based her performance as Peggy Carter on Ginger Rogers. She said she can do everything Captain America can do backwards and in high heels. (laughs) No, she can't. She can't. He's way stronger. I wonder if that's how the first person got that flag, like 17 years ago. Or if they just were, actually climbed it. Oh, Alice Eve was also in contention for this role. Oh, that would have been uh, weird. I, I like Alice Eve. I wouldn't mind seeing her. I don't know. I feel like a blonde. Something about a blonde. Like a dye her hair. would be weird. Yeah, if, if they did that. I don't know. It's a stereotype. It just and the weird. accent. They all have the accent, so... That's true. So they were trying to always get a British person. Yeah. So John Favreau was originally choo- chosen to be, or by Marvel Studios to direct this film, but he chose to direct Iron Man, 
and Nick Cassavetes was also considered to direct this film, but he had been set as the director for Iron Man in December 2004. Uh, so it was a little Because yeah, I think uh, I don't think Iron Man was their first choice. Of no, it wasn't. Because like, they wanted to go Ant-Man and Captain America. Like, Iron Man was like, just happened to be the one. Yeah. Well, they wanted to do Hulk. Well, Cho- um, Joe Johnson, who's the actual director, he was chosen as the director because he made period films such as The Rocketeer, October Sky, and Hidalgo. That was the only test they needed. Such a beautiful scene. I like this. This is probably one of the best aspects of this movie is the historical, like somewhat historical accuracy. Yeah. Where you're putting in a real world situation. Exactly. Like events, like we all know World War II and stuff. We all know Hitler. So the um, Hugo Weaving in this movie, in the beginning, he was after a strange cube, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. And did you guys know he was also the voice of Megatron in Transformers, <laughs> who is also after a cosmic cube-shaped relic? Yeah, the Allspark. That's what I was like mixing it up with a second ago. <laughs> Like the all spot, I mean, the Tesseract. He's still like, why me? I don't get it.
Oh, here's here's another interesting fact. Joe Johnson, the director of Captain America, also directed The Rocketeer. In The Rocketeer, the hero Cliff Seckard finds a rocket pack created by Howard Hughes, thus becoming The Rocketeer. In this movie, Captain America obtains his iconic shields from Howard Stark, a character closely based on Howard Hughes. I like this. The portrait. It's weird that he turns that light off. I know it's for like the camera effect of us not seeing him. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> he's, seen, he's obviously seen him before. And So, interestingly enough, Red Skull's deformed appearance is explained by his body's rejection of the serum because he was not worthy. The serum drives him even madder. This is exactly what happens to Emil Blonsky, which leads to his transformation into the Abomination with the help of Gamma Rays in The Incredible Hulk. Uh, yeah, because he was a bad dude, too. It's pretty and much the same thing. That yeah, because in canon, they tried to replicate the Super yeah, Serum the multiple Hulk times. Yeah, based on this and according to the, the movies. Yeah, the Vita Rays, which it even says on the broken bottle. Yeah. I wonder what happened to that painter dude. You think they killed him or probably murdered him? <laughs> so here we see not. Oh, and everyone, not in here. Brooklyn. This does seem like a strange place to have this procedure, like in the middle of Brooklyn. In like that's the point, I guess. It just seems so random. Like, dude, this is why you don't work on top off, secret government I stuff. Know, I just put it in off field <laughs> base. I think surrounded by a bunch of soldiers. I think uh, you're more protected than one guy is just following them and uh, gets right inside. There's only one old lady you have to get past, 
And, you're and all these people. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but they're not, like, I guess they got pistols. I don't know. That guy has a rifle on the right. Yeah. Well, I guess the guy sneaks in another way. He's, like, on the list or something. I don't know how the guy gets in. He's, like, on the inside or something. We're going to put you in space. <laughs> I just think it's funny how oblivious Steve, Steve Rogers, he doesn't even like know what's going on, really. And like, and like Howard Stark shows up and he's like, wait, I didn't know this guy was going to be here. Like, I just saw him fail. Like, I just saw, yeah, I just saw him mess up that <laughs> hover flying car thing. I've heard that line many times in my life. <laughs> That's why I connect to Steve Rogers so much. That and he loves America. <laughs> and they also used my body, which is a thing that people don't know. You're very pale in this movie. Yeah. It's amazing what they can do with CG. <laughs> it looks like they got like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> really? Like he's got some disease. Like That's like straight up like Ethiopian right there. Oh no. That's actually what Hitler said. Yep. <laughs> Vita rays, which were also used in The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> that doesn't hurt there's like needles on all yeah. those pads yeah. got penicillin. Brian would you do this yeah that'd be so awesome I don't know it seems kind of risky the thing you don't know about this is they actually have Vita rays in real life. It's called PCP. <laughs> you just have to take it more often.
Keep it going. <laughs> what would have happened if they just did a little bit? Would he stay yeah, small or be halfway in between? I feel like uh, halfway. I am a, a normal sized man <laughs> yeah. now with normal strength. This is good enough. <laughs> this is all I really wanted. <laughs> so here's a fun fact. Tommy Lee Jones, who played Colonel Phillips in this film, also appeared as Two-Face slash Harvey Dent in Batman Forever. And both Captain America and Batman faced off in the Marvel vs. DC crossover in 1996. Hmm. And now we see Captain America. Are his pants the same size? He is the Hulk. He has this, those are Hulk pants. <laughs> Hulk pants, yeah. Of course. So this is the sixth comic book movie Chris Evans has been in after the two Fantastic Four movies. He was also in The Losers, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, and he voiced Casey Jones in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, so this guy was working with the State Department. So how deep did his uh, undercover work go? And why did he plant bombs in like the area that no one was in? Yeah, <laughs> like that's not the machine. Like, so she got a shot on him. I mean, I think you got to go after the science. You got to shoot first, and then you can blow up. But. Remember last night when I was inside of you? <laughs> no! He was my only friend. This poor old lady. I know. She had her gun ready and everything. Yeah, how did she know? Like, was there an There must have been an alarm trip. Or she must have heard the explosion, yeah. probably. And planted a bomb there, too. Damn. Good shot. So this is where we get to see Captain America don the shield unofficially for the first time, right? Coming up. Well, not the real shield. Running barefoot like a hobbit. He's like, I can run. This is where you had to wear those prosthetic feet, right? Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's a miracle he could walk at all. I was like, not used to that. I think it's like fast reacting stuff. That's the right kind of stuff.
so this part right here. He dons the taxi cab door as a shield with the star with the text around yep. it, just like a Captain America shield. Bam. Now, this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I just love it when people take kids hostage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part you enjoyed the most. <laughs> nah, if I were him, I would have held the kid longer. Because as long as you got that kid... You're clear. But this part is really funny. Like, Yeah. This part right here is so great. So this is actually another fun fact. Namor, the Prince of Atlant or Prince of I forgot what his name is. He was also another character that worked with Captain America in the comics. He was supposed to have a cameo in this movie, but he did not. Mm. It was scrapped because no one cares about That's Aquaman good. from Marvel, which he pretty much is. I guess it is Namor, Prince of the Atlantis. So I think America needs to get better on their radar because uh this uh hydra ship yeah this giant able... ship was just there <laughs> yeah so i know they got crazy technology but we should uh really you'd think that exhaust tube would be hot as hell look at captain america just littering Oof. So, do you think the tooth, they pull the tooth beforehand, or do you think they find people with missing teeth? No, they pull it. Pull like, just all hydra-agent teeth and then put the... the they have cyanide cap in? Yeah. It would be so hard to find agents all... Oh, what's your qualification? You need a tooth missing. <laughs> oh, the name is Namor the Submariner, the Prince of Atlantis. I like this part. Nazis and Hydra. So this is one of the few times in this movie that we hear the name Red Skull. Yes. It's also the few times we see Nazis and swastikas. One. I think that's either one out of two or one out of one times we hear it. Just like bring them into the room. They have the map and they're like, Berlin is on this map. He's like, so it is. <laughs> Which in Thor they say that sometimes there is a mesh in between. Magic and science are the same in my world. <laughs> he counts them. Count them out. 
Gotta make sure you get them all. So I wonder if Hitler just started started ignoring him. Was like, wait, he's not t- attacking us yet. Yeah, might as well ignore him because he's. Uh, or if he just kept sending people, and they're like, they don't come back. <laughs> Let's send three people at a time. Yeah. Hail Hydra! <laughs> Hail Hydra! Porky Pig. <laughs> We're also going to need a semen sample. (laughs) (laughs) The key to super soldier serum is your sperm. We we accept it topically. Fun fact about Johann Schmidt is it's a German translation of John Smith, which was a popular alias in uh, movies and TV shows. Interesting. In English. This, this was always shocking to me. Okay, they're going to take him and make him, like, a prop. But, like, no one's testing him for his strength, his speed. Someone's got to be doing some kind of tests on him. After the doctor dies, no one has faith in him. Why? They just saw him do some crazy <laughs> stuff. You got to at least test him in a lab and see if you can... Su- like, all they did is take his blood, and they're like, that's good enough. We'll try to create serum out of this. Yeah, it takes a long time to test out the blood. I guess, but they can at least test him physically and see what he can do. It makes sense, like, to raise the legend of him, though, at least, like, get him in people's eyes. And we get to see him in the old outfit. Yeah. (laughs) With the old shield, which another company sued them, Marvel... For using the shield because really? they had a comic character named Shield Man. Wow. And looked exactly like Captain America with that shield. Huh. Or I think it might have been called The Shield, not Shield Man. And Captain America, the character, did do this kind of stuff 
in real life. Yeah. As in, they used him to sell Waller Bonds and everything. Just like Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse, all those characters. But it was a strange thing in this movie. Okay, so he's a weak little man. He wants to go over there and fight. He gets these powers and he's like, he's like, this is another way to help. But he never thought of doing a, something like this when he wasn't like working strong. in an ammunition factory. Yeah, yeah. Playing he was baseball. like, I don't want to do that when I fight. But now he, he's like, the senator's like, oh, go do this. And he's like, okay, I don't want to try to fight. But I do like the Hitler part that comes up. You mean Captain America issue one cover? Is that what it is? Yeah. Like the comic book? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's Hitler. (laughs) He's Hitler. He's obviously Hitler. Why appeal to the kids? I mean, the kids aren't buying war bonds. Yeah, but the kids will bring their parents. Like, I want to see Captain America. Bring me to this show and then... Buy, so this comic book cover is Captain America number one. Uh. And this movie is based on the comic book, but in the comic book, or in this movie, the comic book is based on their real life. <laughs> now he's like all smug and stuff. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm a movie star. I'm a big deal. How many of these girls do you think he slept with? I mean, come on. City to city. <laughs> all of the, all all the of black them. one before. <laughs> Back in the day. And and when he yeah, when he goes to the troops right now, who thought he would be good for the troops? Like, are they really that conceited that he thinks he's gonna <laughs> motivate he's like, this guy? Has he fought at all? Has he done anything? They sent comedians to the troops. Yeah, they're comedians. This guy's not funny. What's entertaining about his act? <laughs> like, nothing really. So, in the 1979 made-for-TV movie, Captain America, Steve Rogers was an artist. So, this is an allusion to that. Steve Rogers uh, as an artist. Aren't you guys enthused by these fun facts about Captain America that you never knew before? That's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can't mess with those statistics. <laughs> Pretty good.
Can you guys guess when Captain America number one was released? The comic book? 1941. Oh. It was real life propaganda. Yep. Which was fun. Pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, he he didn't know what, who he was, the audience was. He's doing yeah, this every he day. Just, he just went. I guess, and... but it's pretty special when you go overseas somewhere. Or is this not his first stop? It's, I don't think this is his first stop. So he went to a different group of people, and he didn't get. He got a good reaction from them. <laughs> like they're not buying bonds, isn't that his whole thing? Is to get people. Yeah, to but buy he also bonds. has to get the morale morale of the troops up. I guess, but they don't seem to be a big fan. <laughs> they sound like country musicians over and stuff. Yeah, that's entertainment. This guy is just a guy dressed up in a, in a spandex suit. So, Neil McDonnell, who we'll meet soon, who's in the 107th Infantry, and Band of Brothers, he was also in there. He was in the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment in that movie, or in that miniseries, I guess, who also fought in Europe throughout World War II. Do you guys think if... If it wasn't Bucky's regiment, he would go still? No. No. Because, like, that seems to be his whole motivation. That's his driving force, force yeah. right now. Where in the comics, Bucky meets Steve in boot camp after he is Captain mm-hmm. or Cause Baker. Because in, in the comics, they let him go, like, and train and fight right away, yeah. right? But even now, this shows that Captain America is a rebel, and even if he is like a soldier, he doesn't—he doesn't orders. If he doesn't agree with the orders, yeah, he'll do what he has to. Now this is where you see Howard Stark as Howard Hughes. I wish they brought those chrome so planes his, back. He brought his own plane to the war, and he happened to be there too. Well, the chances he, they were both there. I guess she's probably he's probably following Peggy Carter around. I guess I don't know. You're telling me after Peggy Carter or after Captain America goes disappear, appearing Howard Stark never nails Peggy he Carter. He has to. Yeah. He has to. They start Shield together. Yeah. <laughs> so and they fondue all the time. Fondue exactly. He doesn't even know what fondue means. <laughs> That's how American he is. He literally thinks how the fondue is the euphemism. <laughs> Did you know Chris Evans shares the same birthday as Kat Dennings from Thor? Hmm. No, June 13th. I did not, not know that. This is pretty ballsy, though. <laughs> Fly the jet into enemy airspace. Like a civilian jet. <laughs> this is where he becomes Captain America, right? Yeah. Here. Which we'll see a scene similar to that in 
Winter Soldier in the first 10 minutes. He didn't know what he was going to ask him. It could have been the lunch order for the day. I know. It could have been pretty important. It could have been very insignificant. It could have also, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what's he going to do with the stick? Rape him. <laughs> That's implied. So this is where the movie really starts for me. Yeah, this where it gets awesome. It's, it's crazy how he's kind of like camouflaged right now, but that shield totally gives him away. <laughs> yeah. That shield does not blend in with anything. <laughs> does not help too much. Good thing nobody at the gate sees, like, bodies. Eh, it's kind of far away, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Badass. So they actually made, like, a, quite a few of these shields out of different materials, depending on the use. Mm-hmm. So whenever he was hitting someone, it'd be made out of rubber to give it the bounce. And then when it was on his back, they would have magnets on them so they could just stick it on his back. Captain America, the first parkour artist. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to see the talks. Just like, what's, what's Hitler thinking of right now? Like. Like, this guy, Johan Smith, just stole all my stuff. Like, he's got a lot of my weaponry. He's making this new stuff. He's got to have spies in there trying to do something. I don't know. We'll have to wait until the Winter Soldier. Really? You're going to talk about Hitler and the Winter Soldier? They might talk about Hydra and the Winter Soldier. Well, I assume they'll talk about Hydra, but I want to hear about Hitler. Shiny. <laughs> Seems like such a horrible plan to just walk in there. Yeah, he doesn't really have a plan. <laughs> yeah, at least he got smart. He's literally like, I'm going to punch my way through this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it works out for him. It does work out for him, so you can't blame him for Also, he, that. it only works out when you're the title character of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he knew. He's like, I'm the captain. If this was called Captain America the Winter Soldier, Bucky would never be on that table. <laughs> Yes, I'm an Asian person. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because there were a lot of Asian people in Fresno at that time. That was the main entry point on the West Coast. Mm, that makes sense. 
<laughs> They're like, oh, who is this guy? I find it hard to believe that there's an integrated troop in World War Two. Yeah, into they must. I'm I'm guessing they were all snatched up from different places. Like it can't be the whole regiment. Okay, so right here we see. Um, Duggan and Jones are going to steal a tank. And as you... Right here. And as you see this happen, they say, Wahoo! Which is, in the comics, this is the battle cry of the Howling Commandos, of which these men are members. There we go. So... So some of like the American forces are using these hydra guns. Other people are using regular guns. I, you'd think you'd shoot the guy with the hydra gun, steal the, and then steal it, and then because even the weapons they get from here, they don't seem to use any of them later to against Hydra. And he's a pragmatist. He's like, we can't win this one. Let's ditch it. He's not like. Stupid. You know what? That is stupid, though. The size of that belt buckle. <laughs> it's too big. And why is Bucky being held separate? They're like experimenting on him or something? Yeah, they're doing tests on him, which will come to play in this next movie. Oh, I'm sure. That we will see in a week. So see that suit right there? That is an illusion that he might come back later on in modern times. As a robot man. He's lucky he runs into him because that place is, that facility is pretty big. Yeah. And he doesn't have much time. So right here. This scene is very important, which I think a lot of people are going to forget about, which is why we're doing this, just for this one scene. So I thought I was taller than you. That's the important quote of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, smaller. <laughs> Same concept. He's like, ask your questions later. Let's get out of here. <laughs> With all these explosions, you'd expect Michael Bay to be a director of this movie.
Oh. So he keeps up with it. All the other soldiers didn't know about him, but... No one has the time. Red Skull, he's always got free time. Yeah. Check up on uh, American uh, propaganda. (laughs) He punched the skin off his face. (laughs) Ooh. And we get the great reveal coming up. Because he's not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. It's not sad. I don't see it sad. I see. I think it shows that Red Skull Skull's really loyal. Cause most guys, they're they're, they're s- just like you're done. Yeah, they're sidekick. He, they're like Goodbye. you're you're going I'll to feed die. Us in. Exactly. Most guys are doing this guy. He leads like, him a ride. Hey, drive my awesome car, which goes really fast. <laughs> exactly. Looks futuristic. Like, and I'm pretty sure that's a one man pass. That's a one man pass. He can't even fit him if he wanted. What to. happens if that plane blew up? That plane could have blown up. Exactly. <laughs> Cars have been around forever. He's pretty. He's pretty considerate when you think about it. Most guys let their sidekicks die. Hey, you know that weird technology that we just just discovered like a few months ago? Let's use it and build a jet out of it. Exactly. A what? <laughs> oh yeah, these things that go really fast through the sky. I call them jets. <laughs> Hey, you know, like, hey, you've just been tested on. How about you go across this beam first? <laughs> exactly. Even though I'm sure I could carry you. He could probably throw him across. Oh, definitely. No, without you. Okay, I think it's it's okay if he puts the shield down now. He never will. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Bam. And roll credits. <laughs> A royal typewriter. <laughs> Officially titled Stephen or Captain. Yeah, literally when when they told him he was gonna be Captain America, did they give him the rank of captain? <laughs> That was like the agreement with the, if you get the super soldier serum, then you become captain. You automatically captain. Exactly. (laughs) 
I can't touch Stark. He's rich. So this movie was put on hold during the 2007-2008 Writers Guild of America strike, which affected a lot of TV shows. Ah. I had infatuation. I had fondue. <laughs> I wonder how much time has passed, because they really just didn't give him a chance at all. They're like, nah, he's probably dead. Then again, he's not trained at all, like much, except for that early training when he didn't have his powers. <laughs> See, they got these Hydra weapons, I just don't think they use them very much. And are there any Russians in this... Or are they all Americans? There's a French guy in his troop. There's a French guy, I think. Yeah. Because Russians would be allies still. Yeah. But I think I think mostly the fighting was separate because I think we're on the more of the western front. Yeah. They're on the eastern front. No, we're on the east. east we're on the eastern front. They're on the western front. No, they're on the east. Russia's on the east of Germany. Yeah, but there, it's theirs. It's there. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was Russia's west, and it was our it east. It is Russia's west, but it's the east. Isn't it the eastern front? Because Germany, isn't that how you say the? No, wait, I don't think so. It isn't because all quiet on the western front is from the perspective of Russians. Oh, is it? Whoa, literary. Oh yeah, reference. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because from Germany's perspective, it's the other way around. Yeah, but yeah, from the Russians, it's west, and from yeah. the, us, it's east. Yeah, you're right. But we say the European front anyways. Yeah, you're right. Because we have Pacific. Pacific theater. It's broke. What was their plan? Were they going to extract just Captain America and everyone else was going to walk back? <laughs> they didn't expect him to kill, get them all? Yeah, that's true. You you were only in there to save Bucky, right? That was your only your plan from the be beginning. Like, you do realize how silly you look with the giant blue helmet on, right? Yeah, <laughs> I really think that's what they thought his plan was: just get Bucky and leave. Because if they're gonna extract him, that was the only chance. And is this guy really convinced Captain America would be there and not be fighting still? This is supposed to be like Roosevelt or something, right? No, this guy is the same guy. So Stan Lee broke a rule when he was in this cameo because he didn't create Captain America, but it was the first story he ever wrote, which was Captain America Foils the Traitor's Revenge in 1941, um, which also had the first appearance of Captain America throwing his shield as a weapon. He, along with Jack Kirby, also successfully revived the character in 1964 in Avengers number 4, which reestablished him as a major figure in the Marvel Universe. Wow. Well, what's the role? rule? Who's um, he's only in characters that he created. He said that? or Well, up until this point. He did Thor? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know he created Thor. Like Tales of Mystery, I think it was, was the name of the comic. Mm-hmm.
So the special form is that's an English dude. Yeah, I think there's a, there's the French dude. So the special forces unit he assembles and leads in, is an amalgamation of the characters of Marvel's comics World War II period titles. These are the 1960s war titles, Sergeant Furies and his Howling Commandos, about an elite special forces of infant, infantry unit, and the 1970s Invaders, about a superhero team operating during the war under the command of Captain America. The contributions of the former title include most of the soldier characters, while the latter includes Captain America, Bucky, and James Montgomery Fallsworth, who appeared in the comic book as British superhero Union Jack. So the British guy is Union Jack. Who we? Mm-hmm. So Bucky, aka Sebastian Stan, watched many World War II films and documentaries and drew inspiration from Band of Brothers for this role. <laughs> And Joe Simon, the actual guy who created Captain America in 1941, was approached to make a cameo appearance in the film, but denied. Wow. Interesting. I bet you he's old as hell. (laughs) Stan Lee is like old as hell. Yeah. He's like, this isn't supposed to happen to me. So Bucky's a total cockwalk, right? <laughs> yeah, he's just standing there. <laughs> he's like, I'm getting in on some action. This this guy's still a shrimp. Rogers, what a dummy. I'm sure anyone could do it.
on doing. <laughs> or fondue. So we see Captain America with the shield officially now. While in this movie it's made out of vibranium, in reality it's made out of a mixture of vibranium and um, adamantium. But they couldn't put adamantium into here because of rights. And they didn't want to have, want to fool or confuse audiences thinking that it's a connection to Wolverine when it's not. Because I think uh, Ultron's supposed to be made out of adamantium also. Yes. Do you know where Vibranium is from in the Marvel Universe? Trivia time. (laughs) It is from Wakanda, which is home of the Black Panther. Another Marvel superhero. Well, because in... uh, I don't know if that's exactly where it was, but in X-Men Origins, they go to... They go. They, that's where they find. I don't know if that's the place, but somewhere in Africa they find uh, adamantium. Oh. that's where they find it. They, that's what they're searching for, like the whole time. I forgot where the place in Africa was that they found it, though. See, now he gets back in his own car. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Such a cool suit. Yeah, the suit is so awesome. Which we later see in, I believe, in the Avengers. It's in the Smithsonian, right? I think so. It's crazy when we see him go do all those drugs in Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) Whoa, that was pretty risky, dude. Yeah. I'm going to have Captain America do that one. The French. They, oh, that's not the French. That's the English, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh. Where did she get that picture from me? <laughs> I never told him you could have that. Sniper. Yeah. So up until that point, we primarily saw Captain America use his sidearm, which was a pistol. Now we um, he only uses his shield as his primary weapon. Because he's got used to using it. He's so much easier to use than... Yeah. Uh, he can be... <laughs> And that sniper rifle that Bucky uses was a modified 1941 Johnson rifle, which was adopted in limited numbers by the U.S. Marine Corps. 
See, he'll kill those guys, but this his sidekick, he's not going to kill him. <laughs> and some going on there. A little while back, we spoke about Adamantium. Originally, cameo appearances were planned in this film for Wolverine and Magneto, who were present during World War II. Wolverine was a soldier, and Magneto was a prisoner of war. These cameos were scrapped due to rights issues. Wait, so they, I don't think they get everybody on this train. No, they only get like five of them. All right. Oh, three of three them. Three If you listen to this music, it's so freaking intense. I know. And like, great. Too quiet. What happened to that other guy? Yeah, was he, I think he's on top chilling. He just left him there. To he's go like, on. I'm not going in there. <laughs> it seems dangerous. You're stupid, Bucky. <laughs> Doesn't he see that he needs to know that there's weapons in those crates right next to him? Yeah. And, wh- just and why does the Hydra guy have a regular gun? Probably get his uh, Hydra weapon. Does a uh, Hydra weapon sound very similar to like. So we see Bucky Iron Barnes Man. holding the Captain America shield, and that is a reference to in the comic that. books. Um, after Steve Rogers dies, Bucky Barnes becomes Captain America. Shouldn't have done that because that uh, the shields would cause him to fly all the way over there. But without that scene, we probably wouldn't have a sequel. So, so we'll never see that guy again, right? Nope. <laughs> He's dead. He's clearly dead. Only in flashbacks, which is why Sebastian Stan has him. a five-picture deal. <laughs> well, obviously. There oh, he there is. He is. Now he comes. Good job. He's like, I'm Waiting not going to be the, the first one to die. Fire. <laughs> He's like, do you know the history of I Black see how these movies usually movies? go. He's a vegetarian. Yes, he is. People think Hitler was a vegetarian. That is not true. You think that's uh, 
Tommy Lee Jones knows this guy's a vegetarian and is rubbing it in, or if he like, really not. thought the steak would get him to talk or something. Probably both of those things. Break his glasses. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> See, this, this is where this guy, this sidekick scientist guy, is kind of a dick to Red Skull because everyone else is loyal to the cause, will kill themselves. This guy is like, no, Red Skull had my back all those times. I didn't have his back. Or maybe he's mad that he got put in the car and not the cool jet <laughs> yeah, thing. If he would have let me in that jet thing. <laughs> we could have squeezed together. <laughs> I would have sat in his lap. <laughs> <laughs> he would fit. I don't have a taste for cyanide. He's like, no, he hasn't killed me yet. <laughs> he let me drive his car. <laughs> oh, Captain America's fighting style is Jeet Kune Do, which is a fighting style developed by Bruce Lee. Ah. Oh, cool. Asians representing. Yeah. He's not a Captain America. He should be bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> I like this music right here too because it bleeds into Avengers score. It's like the same oh. same kind of background. Johan Smith is crazy. So, what I think is that Odin should probably be keeping a closer eye on where he put the Tesseract on Earth. That way, when yeah. stuff like this happens, he can get that Tesseract back. Cause it's, uh, he just like left it there and was like, yeah, humans like, are It'll stupid. It'll be fine. <laughs> humans are stupid. They won't discover it. So, this plane is takes their design from actual World War II German concepts, such as the Houghton H-28. Flying Wing Bomber, and the Triebflugeljäger fighter plane. Was that was this salute in the comics, this double-fisted... That I'm not sure about. Mm-hmm. That's a cool place to chill out in uh, broken-down buildings. <laughs>
so depressed. That must suck not to be able to get drunk. (laughs) Sounds just like the Jonah Hill speech from Wall Street. You mean you drink a lot of them and you get fucked up? (laughs) I can't imagine a world where you don't enjoy getting fucked up anymore. (laughs) We got to earn that explicit tag on iTunes. Oh, wow. Reb Brown and Matt Salinger, who portrayed Captain America in previous adaptations, separately contacted producers for the opportunity to make cameos in this film. And they denied them. I'm guessing so. (laughs) They're like, nah, we're good. Yeah. Edgar Wright had been rumored to have secretly rewritten the film, but he publicly denied this. Man, Stark's got some strings. He could get to like a military meeting. Yeah. He's like, his money will do whatever, I guess. crazy that they attacked this base as his last base. When this was like his first base, he started making (laughs) these weapons out of. Well, I I wonder if there are any like Jewish Jewish Hydra agents who are like, screw Hitler, at least this guy. Equal opportunity killer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was easy. Motorcycle. See, those sound exactly like Iron Man uh, weapons. The Hydra weapons. You're saying Stark sold to both sides? No, I'm just saying that they sound similar. <laughs> just, a, just a lazy sound effects artist. Yeah, yeah. S- similar, not, not exact. Wait, did he rig his bike with explosives? Because that's the only yeah. way that would work. <laughs> I like this with the flamethrowers. Kill him. 
the orders had to be like take this guy in alive because I think they could have just killed him. I think that was the only Red Skull reference that one time. Yeah. what you get for building it into a mountain where you can see right into your yeah. <laughs> facility <laughs> you're like i'm in the mountains uh no way they'll get me oh that's a pretty good throw Okay, now they're using the hydro weapons. Little known fact, this movie was also inspired by Envy with Jack Black with Vapu Rise. (laughs) (laughs) Where does it go? That's the thing. Is are those weapons killing people or are they transporting them? Because so space. Yeah. Another Cuz technically that Tesseract gets is a portal between worlds sometimes. Oh, like, she oh, cock blocked herself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oops, wait, I got a job to do. So this flying fortress was heavily inspired by Spriggan, the boss of air battle level in Nintendo 64 video game Aero Fighters Assault. Ah. Now this is one of my favorite fun facts that's coming up right now. In the car.
Hop in. Stole his car. So, in this scene, Colonel Phillips um, presses a red button with the letter K on it, Men and the black. German word Gefer nicht drücken surrounding it, which in English translates to danger, do not push. Ah. Sending the car faster, speeding down the runway. Reminds me of the Men in Black scene where he's... Yes, uh, it's a... It's a reference to the Men in Black scene. Oh, it is. Okay. Where he says, never touch the red button to Will Smith. And later in the film, tells him to push the red button, sending the car speeding down the tunnel. Ah. And he was Agent K. Ah. That's so cool. There are a lot of references in this to other stuff. There's actually a lot of references to Raiders of the Lost Ark, because Joe Johnson, Joe Johnston was the art director of that movie. Ah. So, after he holds the cosmic cube in his hand, Johan Smith slash the Red Skull makes a comment about how the Fuhrer searches for the desert, searches the desert for trinkets. That's a quote from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And also, in this scene, in the scene coming up, Captain America throws a Hydra guy into the fighter plane's propeller, like Indiana Jones. Ah. Last Crusade, I think. And lastly, Red Skull's consumption at the hands of the Tesseract is very similar to how the Ark of the Covenant kills the Nazis. Love how everything is written in English. <laughs> New York. She's like, I'm going to tell you where these things are going. It's funny because they said Howard Stark, when he, he was getting the shield, said those Hydra guys aren't going to be coming at you with knives. With and pocket knives, he says. That's a pocket knife, pretty much. That's a pretty <laughs> small knife. That's as much as the pocket knife as you're going to get. This scene, we see him get thrown in. Hey, you think at the end, he would have been able to steal one of these bomb things to escape? Because they don't all get destroyed, do they? Yeah, I think so. Maybe they all blow up. That scene. Maybe they all blow up. It's just like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. If this movie were made nowadays, he'd be awesome at video games. <laughs> and this jet thing, either like really fast or this like whole scene is going on for a long time because he has to get from here to like almost in New York in like I don't know how long this scene takes, but 
Yeah, you'd think the scene would only take like it should be less than, or in actuality, it would take like eight hours. Yeah, right? yeah, because it's got to take. I mean, I'm sure that jet's got really good technology; it can get there fast. Oh, and they're also going above, like they're going into space a little bit. It looks like yeah, like I'm higher. sure they're going faster than most stuff because it's powered by the tesseract. Yeah, so it'll go faster. What he should have had done is he should have told Howard Stark to sharpen, sharpen the edge the of the shield and just use it to cut people. Uh, this movie would be so much more gruesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, they are kind of in space, almost space. I didn't realize that they were that high. I'm convinced Howard Stark designed this whole ship. Everything's in English. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I like the English language. Design my ship in English. <laughs> it is the superior language. <laughs> even though I still choose to say schedule. <laughs> <laughs> schedule. Because I like America. I like this. We see space. This scene is very much like Raiders of the Lost Ark. A gateway between worlds. He's just hanging up there with like a bunch of Hydra soldiers and a bunch of... Yeah, he's just like, what's up, guys? See, somehow they find this thing. Oh, he's pretty far away. Not that far away. From the oh, out. they probably flew over the North Pole. Nah, that wouldn't be the fastest way. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that may be a straight line there. Because, yeah, he did go into space, so... Almost space. See? I don't think all the ships blew up. He could take one of those bombs... I think because he didn't want that thing to crash in New York, so he couldn't take... That's true. He couldn't just escape. That's true. He couldn't really... He's like, I'm going to live for my Japanese friends. <laughs> crash with the plane. 
Yeah, because it's going to crash into somewhere. If he so sad. Steer it. Banzai! <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese guy's like, man, he's, like, he's making us look bad. <laughs> So what are you wearing? <laughs> He's talking to the Asian guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> he couldn't land it safely on the ice. I think he's going too fast, maybe. Pull up on it a little bit and glide on the ice a little bit. He should at least try, I think. Give it the old American try. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what he ends up doing, but he still, like, hits his head or something. I don't know. You never see what happens. He looks like he's going pretty hard into the white. Maybe the brakes are out. I don't know. Crash land and parachute out of it. It's accelerating. This needs to happen, though. Yeah, it's going to the ice already. He should run to grab one of those things. And run to the back and just jump out of the back. He would survive that. So he I just think, wants to be a martyr. I think he literally just must get stuck in a piece of ice or something. I don't know. Martyrdom is glorified. This is one thing that brought the Americans and the Taliban closer together. <laughs> They're like, we agree with your martyrdom. Yeah, but he doesn't die, so... It's because he's superhuman. Yep. But I still think it'd be easier to find that ship. I mean, I guess he must have, like... It must have been going so darn fast. No, you can still see it right there. The, the wind must have picked up so much that it buries it. I guess it does it sinking in. There you go. But I still say that'd be simpler to find than the Tesseract. <laughs> well, the Tesseract is probably still giving off energy and stuff. You can like... Yeah, probably. We won! For those of you who are dumb, VE Day stands for Victory Europe. We also have a VJ Day which celebrates video jockeys like Carson Daly and also celebrates Victory Japan. <laughs> See, like, it's giving off energy. Yeah. I guess they thought they thought he, he crashed where that thing was. But he told them where he was.
So people think that's Agent Coulson, but it's not because you would be told. Maybe his dad. I don't know. Can't be him. Or at the very least, an old cousin. (laughs) It's his uncle. I do like this scene, though. Now, this one just shows the laziness of S.H.I.E.L.D. They should have done more research. Seriously, I don't (laughs) understand. Like, how long was he big Steve Rogers? Yeah, this is, like, they have to have records of when he went missing. Like, they can't be that ignorant that they just get a game, like... Any game after World War II is done. Exactly. What were they trying to do by leaving him in there? Yeah, they should have really, like, kept him secure. Nick Fury. He's like, why am I taking orders from a black person? (laughs) Is what Captain America's thinking. (laughs) Mexican beer in Times Square! They want to break it to him slowly, but they literally put him in Times Square <laughs> so that if he happens to get out, he'll see everything. I don't know. You should take him somewhere like Kansas. <laughs> He'd be like, oh. Okay. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Where time stood still. <laughs> Japanese cars? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Nick Fury's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> you got help, man. <laughs> so the song we hear in the credits is the song that they wrote for Captain America. It's the instrumental version of the song he sings with all the people, with all the ladies. Da, 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 da.
I think it's so America. I love it. I know. All the old propaganda posters. So if you couldn't guess it yet, we're waiting until the credit sequences. Because that's what you do in Marvel movies. Yeah. Or all movies. Just appreciate. Yeah, or all movies. Even if you don't know one's coming, you're like, I can hope, can I? Appreciate all the people that worked hard for this movie. Like Dave Jordan for Music Supervisor. And they usually have these cool like animation sequences. And the casting agents, Sarah, Hailey Finn, Randy Hiller, and Priscilla John. <laughs> yeah, they. without them, who knows what would and have happened. And Chris Evans, who had his name next to an eagle on a plane. Tommy Lee Jones. Hugo Weaving. Look at all these. Rosie the Riveter, a.k.a. Haley Atwell. <laughs> Dominic Cooper was in this movie? He's Howard Stark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, Russia got there, dude. They got a flag on that uh, <laughs> thing right there. Kenneth Choi. Vietnamese, right? No. Chinese? <laughs> I think he's Korean. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I think that's why they're allowed to do it because they did it, the credit sequence there and they do it again. Yeah, I think you have to do it twice. America, <laughs> every bullet- buy war bonds. <laughs> Every bond is a bullet in your best guy's gun. <laughs> and the worst guy. America. Hoboken to Spokane. What two random places to pick? Because yeah. it rhymed. That's it. Ah, that's the reason. <laughs> that's the only reason. James Payton will Good forever enough. be known as quote unquote Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was called by his friends back home. <laughs> That's what he called. No, he called his parents. He's like, "You guys won't believe it. I booked a role in Captain I'm the America: role of Hitler. Winter <laughs> Captain America: The First Avenger." It's like that's a pretty big role. I get to Hitler? play Hitler. <laughs> it's like, it's like I watched the end credits. You were quote unquote Hitler. <laughs> you weren't Hitler. Look at all these people. Gary Dulkin <laughs> for the boom operator. Yep, got the boom in that. U.S. payroll by Cheryl McCoo. Gary Giza Smith. <laughs> How do you get some quotes in your name? Yeah, uh, why does in he the get credits? Yeah. 
That's the person's nickname actually was Adolf Hitler. They just shed it and said his name twice. He was a nightmare on set. <laughs> the Star Spangled Man. Little known fact about that song was that song was actually written about me now. <laughs> and then they, I was like, oh yeah, just use it for Captain America. I know it's really well fitting. You can use my body and my song. <laughs> use my body. White, white it out though. It would be really confusing people <laughs> if Captain America had a brown body. Be like, I don't understand. That's what I told all my friends. I was like, you guys won't believe it. I'm a body double for Captain America. Little do they know is it's pre-Super... <laughs> the Soldier Serum. <laughs> Captain America. Dialect coaches. That's how the German... That's how they learn to speak the German. Schedule. The schedule. Do, do. Oh, yeah, so this movie was supposed to be filmed in L.A., and they chose to film it in London, and that saved them $75,000. Doesn't seem like that much. Maybe it was $750,000. I don't remember. You should have given that to Chris Evans. Um. Yeah. Yeah, these these ones must be a lot lower budget than uh, the ones that are now, I'm guessing. Yeah. We can find that out really fast. Yeah. Let's see. The budget of the first film was $140 million. Yeah, it's got to be like at least like $300 million now for this one. Maybe. 250 170 million dollars for this one winter soldier yeah really we'll go from thor to thor 2 i bet you thor 2's gotta be a lot more Thor, $150 million. Thor The Dark World was $170 million. Oh, really? Not even that much more? I feel like that means they're just pissing away the money on the first ones. Yeah. And then they get real good producers on the second ones. They're yeah, like looking they, at the budget. Yeah. Like, if you look at Thor and Thor The Dark World, they did way crazier CGI stuff that I assume costs a lot of money. It's shocking. But I mean, the cast in this one probably cost a lot. Like Tommy Lee Jones, Hugo Weaving. They're probably paying him more than uh, Captain America. <laughs> probably. I think that's what they did on but all. But also, the I first know Marvel. earlier you sign on, sometimes you get paid more. Yeah, and I think like once you like you renegotiate after the first one, I think, because like Iron Man got paid the least, and like soundtrack available on Walt Disney Records. Uh, 
Special thanks to Joe Simon and Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Actually, those are all important people. But... Yeah, this is Avengers music. It's like how Avengers starts with this music. Humans. Yeah, he'll be Captain back. Captain America will return in the Avengers. They stopped doing that with the new ones, didn't they? They didn't put that in like Thor. Cut me. Cut me. <laughs> Rock. Mick. <laughs> Mick, cut me. Yo, Peggy! (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Avengers this shit. Next summer. Some. (laughs) Assembly. Acquired. I'm just kidding. Required. (laughs) (laughs) What? May 2012. That seems like so long ago. I know. Feels like just yesterday. You like you watch that and you're like. I couldn't tell what was going on in that movie. <laughs> Done. That wraps so it up. So that wraps it up. So hope you enjoyed this. It was just as much fun for us as it probably was for you. If not, it was probably more fun for us. <laughs> and um, hopefully we do more of these. I'm assuming we're going to do more of these. In the future, yes. they're enjoyable for us. I mean, it's just like watching a movie, anyways. So, yeah. And then look out for the bonus pod for Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. We're going to discuss that. Maybe do an Avengers one after that. Like an Avengers pizza party. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your priests. <laughs> Maybe not your priests. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Tell your teachers. That actually would be pretty fun. But, um, yeah. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Destiny Pizzas. Or you can go to our Facebook and follow, like us. What is it? Subscribe to us? I don't know. Go to our Tumblr and follow our blog. That's about it. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy Winter Soldier. Stay tuned on April 4th. We'll have a bonus pot up for Winter Soldier. Thank you, and enjoy your pizza. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.